Good evening, Rink Rats. What's going on? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Blackhawks Rinkcast Season 7, Episode 2. We are on the sixth day of training camp, and we are on the eve of the Blackhawks' first preseason game against the beloved St. Louis Blues, who we all loathe and detest like they were some old bully from our neighborhood that wouldn't leave us alone. Yes, we all remember when Jackman used to skate around cross-checking Kane and Taves and wakey-wakey back us. But alas... This is a preseason contest, and it probably won't be that rough unless some goon takes a run at Connor Bedard or others, which we will not appreciate or like, and in which case Corey Perry will become our very fast friend, uh, former enemy when he decides to take someone's teeth. Anyway, that aside, how are we doing tonight? How's Gate, Mr. Osborne, Puck and Hostel? How's it going tonight, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. My name is Jeff. It's Hefe, man. And the soundboard's back, by the way. Soundboard is back, folks, and with some new sound bites. So pay attention. Yeah. You might learn something. Sean Fitzgerald, what's new and exciting in your world? You're wearing an Oakland A's hat. Is this because it's their final week in Oakland? Is that what's going uh, on? Well, yes, it, it is. And it's a new addition to the collection this year. I figured I'd get it before it became very expensive and vintage because it won't oh, exist anymore. Not bad. Well, you know, Moneyball is only on television every five hours. So be sure you have that on the next time you're uh, you're checking out Brad Pitt and enjoying. This that. is a process. This is a process. This is a process. You know. <laughs> awesome, Eric Andrews. What's new, buddy? What's going on? Not much. Season is almost here. Can't wait. Should be awesome. And folks, Eric Andrews. I just bought a card from him. For the record, two Thanks. cards. In fact, he screwed you. No, he Hardly. did not. <laughs> cannot put a price on on Vladislav Tretiak and a Ooh. stick and a part of a stick from Bill Barocco. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say a stick of the bubble gum that comes yeah. with the pack. A stick of bubble gum from a Topps 1987 baseball card deck sounds awesome right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they buy those things for the gum. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Bardo, how you doing, buddy? Your um, your Chiefs took care of business against a. Uh, Less than formidable opponent. They um, did. God willing, they'll do the same to the Jets this weekend. So, Bard, is it true you're bringing Taylor Swift to this podcast? Uh, next yeah. episode. Oh, that'd okay. be great. That'd be great. We'll, we'll all make sure. Nobody cares, Sean. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, um, let's talk Hawks. Let's talk preseason. Okay. So, let's talk the – I don't want to say the basics. There's a couple – couple of things that that's on everyone's mind. And wow, Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel, how exciting that first scrimmage they dominated. Uh, yes, pond hockey is fun for skill hockey players. And so it was fun for them too. Bardo, are you so excited you can't even stand it right now? Oh, yeah. There? Yeah, I mean, honestly, get to the regular season because I hate preseason hockey, but um, it is what it is. Yeah, they both look good out there, um, as expected. I mean, if they didn't look good, we'd probably have more to talk about. But, um, yeah, they, they look as expected. Yeah. I mean, I don't – everyone's like, oh, my God, those are our two best players. Well, I really hope so. This team's terrible. Yeah. So those better be your two best players, number one. Number two, it's not like anyone's going to take a run at these guys. Eric, any surprises, anything like that? Or were you like, wow, that's cool? Nice fancy goals. Let's see how you do in traffic. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, like what, what Bard was saying, if, if they weren't looking good in that context, then you'd have a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, it's great to see, you know, some, some highlights here and there and stuff, but you can't read anything into a, a training camp scrimmage against your own guys. Cause it's right. far from what <laughs> NHL hockey is. Bless you. Whoever that Thank was. You. Who was that? Is that you, Sean? Yeah. Who else? Don't totally they have a cough button on these things? Really good information that Eric was giving us right there. Stop saying good, Sean. You sound like an ass. Yep, that's <laughs> also correct. Yeah. So we're going to save Sean till last since he ruined Eric's mojo just there. <laughs> but, Kate, are you, are you of that same frame of mind that this is like Days of Thunder and Rowdy Burns looking at Cole and saying, hey, you run pretty good. Now get your own car and let's see how you do in a crowd? I'm very confident. Yeah. As Kyle from Chicago would say, very confident. No, um, nobody's playing defense in the preseason. So, like, they're going to look good. And, and RIP to Laz and Powers, their podcast, but they said the same thing. Like, Alexander Fortin, the, the names go on and on and on about guys who looked good in camp, who played well in scrimmages, and so forth and so on, that, um, you know, just turned out to be whatever they were. So, like, you can't take too much of it, too much from this. We know they're good, and we know Bedar is better than Alexander Fortin. We know Michael Prout, hopefully, is better than Alexander Fortin. But calm down. Let's see when they're playing an actual opponent that's actually playing defense before you really start getting excited and, uh, you know, your pants get a little too tight, and, and, you know, in the crotch area. Just, just calm down. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, to your point, no one's playing defense. Least of all, what's up, Kevin JJ? Jake. Sorry, yeah. I gotta interrupt you. What's oh, up, Jekyll? Yeah. What's going on, my boy? I have to throw that comment up there. Look at that slick back hair and everything. Yeah, John, hope you're well, buddy. Um, of the, of the just, <laughs> oh, wow. just wow. for the record, I said Fortin before Jekyll came online. I was gonna say Fortin for 14 or whatever his name yeah. is, JJ's boy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Sean, I I, I, JJ is president of the Justin Fields fan club. (laughs) That's for an entirely different podcast. Exactly. I can can hear JJ typing a response to that comment right now. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Ha ha. Um, At any rate. um, Yeah. I mean, Sean, we could, I'm sure you feel the same as everybody else. Kind of like, Hey, that's great. That's nice. We knew the two of you had skill, but we shall see. Yeah, pretty much. The The thing that stuck out to me about that scrimmage was that Korchinski and Nolan Allen were getting one-on-one coaching. Like, yeah. this is the time to, to work with those guys, especially because, right. um, like, we know Bedard's going to make the team. We know Reichel's going to make the team. But you don't know if Nolan Allen or Korchinski are going to make the team. So you want to get as much NHL coaching with them at this time. So, yeah, but, the yeah. Korchinski piece, I, I, that one – everyone is concerned about his defense and there was talk that he was having a lot of one-on-one sessions after that first scrimmage. I mean, but you know, it was kind of a two on three almost. I mean, it was a two on two with a back checker and Bedard just kind of snuck around him and he was facing the play and kind of wasn't paying attention. I mean, I, I guess that's what everyone's talking about with Korchinski is that he really needs to work on that, his end zone stuff. And was anyone else, anyone else noticed that how easy it was? And obviously he's Connor Bedard. He's great, whatever. And we're all celebrating that, but Boy, he sucked, snuck to the net pretty easily on that, and that is a little, little glaring. Any thoughts on the Corch man? I'm excited to see him in preseason because I want to see 
if he's made some improvements to his game. I mean, I, honestly, and, and my opinion is, is like I would rather him, uh, you know, take do that nine game tryout audition, yeah, you know, audition, and then send him back to junior for a year. Like, there's no reason that he has to be forced onto this team. Nobody needs to be forced onto this team. Like, Bedard's going to make it, we know. And Reichel, yeah, he's done yeah. his time in the minors and stuff. But, like, any of those other guys, like, nobody – no, none of these kids have earned, you know, a spot from, from go, from the word go, other than Bedard on this team. So, like, let him, let him take a little time to progress and, uh, you know – play big minutes and all that other stuff because yeah, sure. He's going to, he would be playing, but even uh, Richardson was saying that, you know, he may be scratched several times. Like, do you really want him sitting in the press box? I mean, I am not a fan of that Shane, Wright. What they're doing in Seattle with Shane, Wright. Like no. don't sit him in the no. press box. He needs to be on no. the ice playing somewhere. No, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't a good move. That, no, and they, and they might do it again this year. That's a big failing of the NHL in general, that agreement with the CHL, where, like, this would be the perfect opportunity to send Korchinski to the AHL to develop there because he's probably going to go back to the Western Hockey League and dominate again Mm -hmm. for another season. And what does that really do for his overall development? Yeah, I mean, if there were in a perfect world, he'd be in Rockford for a year. Right, but but because of the rules, he can't do it, so – I mean, what he's going to do is he's going to go back there and he's going to get bigger and stronger and he's going to, and you know, he's going to play big minutes and that's what it's going to be. It's it's, as far as like his fine tuning on it, you know, he's not going to play against better players. He's, he's going to probably be bum slaying a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see any scenario where they send him back before the nine game limit though. No, no, for sure. I mean, he'll you definitely be for at least the nine game, if not. I mean, you got to put the trust in the coaches there that they're actually going to work on him defensively. The problem is, is that he's basically a man playing among boys there. I mean, it's just, you know, the competition yeah. there is yeah, crap. Really. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be great if he could go to the AHL. Obviously, it's not an option now, but, you know, that that way, at least he's playing against, you know, bigger dudes. So yeah. is Corch going to get the um, the Brian Campbell uh, visits the Boquist treatment <laughs> oh, down geez. there. Oh, remember God. that? Yes, uh, I do. Hey, no, but the I can see Eric's marinating on a thought right now, and he's got something to say about this. Eric, is there any chance at all Corch stays? Does nine games and stays? Do you see that happening under any scenario? What if he just shows out? I mean, with with what they've what with the others that they've got to work with, which isn't a whole lot, but. Yeah, I mean, I, he'll definitely be around for nine games. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I would be, I'm, I would agree with Gate. I'm, I'm nervous about the idea of him kind of getting that Shane Wright treatment because I just don't think that's a great idea. You know, it didn't work for Shane Wright last year, so why would it work for someone that didn't have the same pedigree or probably wasn't even as ready as Shane Wright was last year? So. I mean, again, like Sean was saying, too, this is another textbook example of why that CHL transfer agreement is terrible for player development. We see it every year with, you know, some sort of a top prospect, oftentimes multiple top prospects. It's nothing new for the Hawks either. I mean, Kirby Doc was in the exact same situation a few years ago. 
Unless something strange happens, I really think the only young defenseman we're going to probably see up here, um, you know, probably for the entire season are Vlasic and, um, oh. uh, and, and Kaiser. Um, I, I don't know who else is going to stick. It sounds like Nolan Allen's going to be down in, in, in Rockford and maybe he'll get a call up, you know, as needed or maybe when he's ready, but, but he, to me, he's probably the next closest. I don't know who else, unless I'm forgetting somebody, but I just think those two are the is guys. Isaac are... Phillips just going to overcook down there then? Like when's he ever going to get a shot? Awesome. I mean, to me, I think Isaac Phillips maybe starts as like a seventh or eighth guy. I mean, I just, okay. I don't see what else. I don't think he's, he's on open uh, on, on the uh, blue line opening night, unless there's an injury. Oh, for but, sure. But, yeah. Now Kaiser's eligible to play in Rockford. Am I right there? I think yes, so. I, yeah. I believe so. Cause he, yeah. yeah. Cause he played in college last he year. He played right? in college. One other yeah. thing I wanted to throw in there too, that I could definitely see them doing if, if they do not go the Shane Wright uh, direction, which I really hope they don't. They can't. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, that would just be a mistake. Um, even though he doesn't really have that much to gain from going back to Seattle, it's, it's the better option of, of the two, but I could definitely see him staying and playing that 10th game to burn the first year of his contract too. And then going back. Oh, yeah. And then going, then going, then going back, and then you can bring him back anytime you want to. How does that work? Yeah. So let's say, let's say you can you burn the tenth game and then send him back to juniors or no? Yeah, yeah, you can do that, but I don't think you could bring him back to Chicago after that. Yeah, no, because no, once they go to juniors, you can't they treat it like a minor league. league. Like you can't treat it like a minor league. Right. Well, yeah, I think I think he has to finish the. He has to finish the junior season. And then they can, can, you, can you send him back without playing a single game and then bring him up later? No. I, he no. has to finish the junior season. The junior season. He's got to finish the junior yeah. season. If they're, got, you know, if they're in the playoffs, which – Yeah, uh, and they will probably be, will. Yeah. Schedule's really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think they're going to burn the te- the tenth game. I, I just I, I don't see a scenario where – What a drag, man. That rule stinks. Yeah. That's awesome. It does. Such a – such a loud Eric and I bemoan it to each other via text message. Yep. Can I ask a dumb question? Who decided that uh, all of a sudden that nine games would be a a good barometer? Nuts do nine. nine. Games. Ed, or, yeah, Edward Rooney. Edward, Ed Rooney. Ed Rooney said nine. Nine. That's Rooney. 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 <laughs> no, it's Rooney. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know where that. I don't know why the nine came into play. Who knows? Is that how many games are in like October or something? Probably not. But I don't know. I have no idea. I think they said that. I, I think maybe maybe the reasoning was that they wanted to do under ten games. Oh, maybe so yeah. nine. Yeah, nine. Technically, is under ten. What's under ten? Nine. Yes. Nine. I don't know. Nine. Well, anyway, let's hope that at least he gets the nine, and then we see where we nine are. Nine times. Nine times. Hey, who knows? Maybe he'll go lights out, and they'll just say, "Let's keep him around." But I don't know. With so many D that they're trying to shuttle in and out this year and try to give guys playing experience, I you're taking an awfully big risk by keeping him up there a whole year. And um, Eric, as you said, you know, just having him sit in the press box some nights and not even playing. I mean, what if he goes like two weeks without playing a hockey game? Yeah. I mean, he's just not ready. Zero, zero rush to do that. No yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to shatter his confidence either by him getting torched in the uh, yeah. NHL and then sitting. No, and I mean, I, I, I think don't it's torch an, the torch. It's we don't easy, need him to be called Torchinsky. Yeah, <laughs> it's an easy conversation to have with him. You just say, "Look, kid, we're sorry, but you know, we, we think this rule's lousy too. But this is where we are. Like, this is, you know, you're gonna have to go down. 
You're going down. All right, preseason opener tomorrow night. Some interesting line combos, or maybe not that interesting. If the practice lines that were shown today are sticking uh, for the scrimmage tomorrow, Bedard is in the middle with Ryan Donato and Taylor Hall. How much fun for Ryan Donato tomorrow night? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's awesome. That's like yeah. winning the lottery, man. Yeah, that's so he'll so they'll have a really good night. Obviously, Taylor Hall. A lot of people are are kind of booking him with uh, with Bedard for a long time, or for at least the season, as far as playing together, but. You know, that's the line that, uh, you know, is probably going to be the most uh, the most watched. And then you got is it is it the second line or the third line with Perry Felino and Martin Misiak, 18 year old Martin Misiak? Is that the third, the third line? Yeah. Third line. What's the second line? What do we got here? Someone's uh, your boy, Kurashev on the wing, Reichel in the middle and nice to see you on the right side. Wow. A lot of physicality. Awesome. A lot of speed. <laughs> wow. Well, they won't get pushed around by St. Louis. Um, sorry. Don't mean to be so negative. But well, that's... you got Corey Perry out there to protect them. On a different line. On a different line. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so that is the uh that is the slim fast line tomorrow. Um, you know, which should be interesting. They will be drinking um their protein shakes. And carb-free diet uh, well in advance. I don't know if – is anyone over 200 pounds on that line? Probably not. So uh, What's well, that level one. they call it? Squirt hockey? I think that's what <laughs> Yeah. That's <laughs> Squirt hockey. Yeah, those right. are the 9- and 10-year-olds, yes. <laughs> those yeah. are the kids that play in intermission. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It is preseason, and maybe I'm nuts, but I don't know if that line is such a great idea. I don't know who's uh, – it'll be fast, uh, but I don't I don't really know who's uh, who's winning pucks. Well, why uh, can't you take group. one of Felino or Perry? Why do you need both on the line with, um, you know, Commissary or whatever the hell his name is? Commissary. Commissiac. Because it's the preseason. I know. Preseason. You, just, but... you just do random things. They're, they're trying to cool. sell tickets here, Bard. Yeah, yeah, and you just go, hey, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe someone will bring an alligator to the game. You know, you have no yeah. idea. It's an emotional support animal. Yeah, emotional support animal. For those By the of way, you, you could you could put Tyler Johnson on one of their shoulders, and all of a sudden you might have Chris Prongers. Somebody, you know. <laughs> yeah. So then you've got in the fourth line, you've got Marcel Marcel in the middle with a uh, Lardis uh, and Lardis. 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 Is it Lardis? That guy needs to chill out. Yeah. Eric, is it Lardis? It's Lardis. Oh. Bummer. That that'll be a, a running joke for a while then. Um, <laughs> for, I was for, trying to get him off. Nice pass, Lardis. And um and Reese Johnson. So there you go. There's uh that's what it looks like. We got Lardis and Johnson on the same line. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great. Now Wyatt Kaiser has a dream come true tomorrow. It looks like he's going to be paired with Bobby Orr. I'm sorry, Seth Jones, my fault. Um, so that's very exciting for him. Uh, Korchinski and Murphy, good pairing. And Vlasic and Allen. I mean, I, I don't know. When, I think when we look at the D pairings, most of the year they'll be met with intrigue. Um, more so than Lardis and Marcel Marcel. But uh, Marcel Marcel is huge, isn't he, Eric? It's like 6'5", 245 yeah. or something. Yeah. God. Big boy. What, what's this? Who's Lardis? Does he have a first name or is he just Lardis? Nick. Year. <clears throat> Who is this guy? They dropped oh. him this year. 
Oh, yeah? Third round he's pick. A, he's decent. He's a kid. All right. Yep. Is he a big boy, too? No. He's a large <laughs> he's His first oh. name is Eugene. They call him Huge. Huge Lardis. Huge Lardis. <laughs> he's just Huge. It's going to be good. Well, anyway, he, he will probably feel he's very 5'11", 165. Yeah, and then Mrazic and Camesso, the two goalies skating today. Who knows who's going to go? Mrazic will probably go for at least five minutes before blowing out his left pinky toe. And Camesso will be in the pipes sometime after that. So I don't know. Do they split? Do they split time? Do they or do they go full games in the preseason? I, I haven't watched a preseason. I think, I think they all like. Usually, it's uh, I'm assuming Mrazic will have the first period, and then Camesso will finish the game. That's what I would assume. Yeah, gotcha. sometimes it's not the other way around where the starter will play two periods and the the backup will play a third period. Eric Samborski will finish the game if they need somebody, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and as you can tell by our ranting and raving, yes, no Roy's just rage. Let's get these preseason games started. I'm going crazy with every team playing like three or four. But yes, I want the preseason to fly by. I think Bardo, you mentioned that. I want this over with. Let's get going. Oh here. god, it drives me nuts. Yeah, let's make a team. Anyway, some of the you know, I does anyone want to talk about any of the D? I mean, there's a lot. There's been a lot of. Uh, I think I can't remember if it was Lazarus or Powers wrote an article recently on Vlasic. And Eric, you you mentioned at one point that you think that this is gonna this is gonna stick this year. I mean, do you think Vlasic is gonna spend any time in Rock Vegas, or do you think he's gonna be up with the big club? Is he gonna be a staple as kind of a back pairing guy? Yeah, I think so. I, at least the majority of the season, I think he'll be up with the big team. Um, you know, I, I think it's maybe not necessarily a make it or break it type of season for him, but I feel like it's, it's kind of like, okay, like let's see what you can actually do now. You've got your time in Rockford under your belt already. So, you know, obviously he has the size, so it's not like that's a concern. So it's kind of, you know, can you handle playing at the NHL on a regular basis at this point? And uh, I think there was a, an interview maybe today or yesterday where he was saying that, you know, that's the expectation that he's putting on himself is that he will be an NHL regular this season and anything less than that would be a disappointment. Um, I mean, obviously, any guy is going to say that, but mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, I think that's a realistic kind of feeling for him to have. Is you know, yeah, he probably should expect to be a full time player this season, um, albeit probably you know as that five, six, seven kind of guy. Yeah, I don't know. Are you are you a big believer, uh, Gate? Are you a big Vlasic guy? I am not. Um, I'm not either. I mean, I liked the pick when they, <laughs> I, I liked the pick when they made it, but like he has not shown. He's six six, two hundred pounds. Like, and he and he plays like he's five six, two hundred pounds. Like, he plays very small for his size. And when you draft a guy that's that big, either he better be really good offensively, or he better use his body. And he doesn't really do either. No, he so doesn't. I don't know where he fits in there. Uh, yeah. you're going to, you're going to have some guys that like, I guess Philip Ruse is still around like that guy. Um, you know, you said Nolan Allen, we're going to have Ethan Del Mastro. You got Seth Jones, Wyatt Kaiser, uh, Connor Murphy, uh, Jared Tenorti. Don't forget about him and Zaitsev. So like, yeah. you're going to have a lot of guys around here. Some of them you're going to have to play them. You're paying them. Um, you're going to probably want to get them in the lineup. So like, is there going to be room for him uh, with all these guys around? I don't know. Uh, you know. And they seem to really like Tenorti. And I don't know about Zaitsev. I don't think anyone really likes Zaitsev, but like, no, but, paying him. Like, yeah. I don't think he yeah. likes himself. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I just don't, I honestly don't think that there's going to be enough room for him to play in the NHL for the entire. Yeah. Year. I don't know. I mean, I don't, he's just kind of steady Eddie back there. I mean, he's, he's I, I guess his accolades. Well, yeah. yeah. Those, I mean, he, he makes smart plays. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, he goes out there and just kind of does a simple job. I mean, that's been his MO, but you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's hard to get excited about a player like Alex Vlasic um, for the reasons gate that you were kind of mentioning that it's just like, you know, you want to see something going on with this guy, but it's, if it's one of those types of, I mean, there are defensemen that are good enough at their jobs where you're like, I don't even notice them out there. And so that's like, that's a good thing, but I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, I guess I had higher hopes for him at Boston University. I don't think his college career went as well as it could have. Um, maybe I'm being too critical, but, you know, I remember in his first couple of years, even at BU, just getting turned, um, you know, and his gap control was off and, you know, and things like that. And I just, I wonder if, you know, I mean, he played a couple of games towards a few games at the end of the season that were meaningless games, probably for the Blackhawks and for everybody else, except the Penguins game. Um but when they get in meaningful hockey games, will his game translate into anything where, you know, he'll be a be a contributor on a good team? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Who else are some of the – we also, you know, there's some outsiders looking in now whose NHL careers are actually, you know, kind of in jeopardy right now, Shawnee. I'm going to go to Sean, and then I'm going to go to Bardo. Yeah. Entwistle, uh, Reese Johnson – you know, some of these guys that, you know, could get in and could, you know, get NHL games when the Hawks were tanking. I mean, these guys might not have roster spots anymore. They might not. They're they're try-hard guys. Like, Entizzle yeah. has some skill, but Reese Johnson's just a try-hard guy. Like, he just runs 100 miles an hour with his hair on fire and tries to do whatever he can, <clears throat> which is not much. But he at least tries. Um, I think, unfortunately, like, I mean, this is the problem you're going to have. When the Blackhawks start to – their talent starts to matriculate up to the NHL level, your fringe NHL guys are going to go other places. Or you're going to you're gonna see uh, Kyle Davidson move them for a minor league guy that they need in the AHL or something like that. Or just another depth yeah. forward. Yeah. I th- similar to, like, what they did with um, – when they traded Antti Ranta for uh, Hags from the Rangers years ago. Like, mm-hmm. it was – Right. A guy that they didn't have room for the NHL level and, and a career AHL guy. Like, that's probably yeah. what they're going to do with Entwizzle and uh, Reese Johnson and maybe even Ruse, Philip Ruse. Yeah, and guys Bruce, like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, – I is Anders Bjork or Anders Bjork, is he ever going to play an NHL game again? Maybe not. I mean, I don't uh, Hopefully know. not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't forget they still have Colin Blackwell on this roster. Who's hurt? I think right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has anyone? Gonna... Cole Gutman, Cole Joey Gutman. Anyone... Jason, nice, Jason like... Dickinson. You still have Kachuk and Radish. Like you yeah. still have like. Has anyone heard or said a... the name Ian Mitchell in recent days or weeks? He gone. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he gone. I actually saw an inter. There was an interview so or something. Great. I know. I just love it, that he's gone. That's great. He he uh, played for Boston. He had nine shots on net, I believe, in in, the, in his first preseason game. Jesus, or something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. But I think yeah. some of those guys, like like Entwistle and and um, Kachuk, the, I mean, they're going to stick around because I think they're you know obviously yeah. you need those depth guys, but you know to be up with the big club. But I think also I wouldn't be surprised if like Corey Perry. 
you know, on the second night of back-to-backs, maybe got a rest, you know, yeah. what is he, 38, 37? But... Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, if, we're, if the plan for the Hawks is to ultimately trade him, I mean, you want to keep him somewhat fresh and not break him down, so. I don't know if the plan is to trade him, though, because they grossly overpaid him to come be like a, a veteran leader for this team. And, like, even if it's at the deadline, what are you still going to have to retain? Like, you're still good. Somebody's still going to have to give up, what, $2 million for a 38-year-old Corey Perry when yeah. his value on the open market, like, the contract was 775000 is what he was projecting. Someone at. will do it. Someone dumb like do Toronto it. will I mean, do that's it. That's the thing. Is Toronto that, you know, will do it. Well, he's already is his... in Pittsburgh now. He's not going to do it. Yeah, but he's already, he's, already won, uh, he's already won He's already won his cups. So it's like at this point, it's like try to make as much money as you can. So he's going to – he took the, the you know, the $4 million. He's got a chance to play with Bedard, you know, and it's – you know, and, and, and there's well, a good he's chance also, he's going to get flipped at the deadline to a contender and, and at least play in the postseason. But what, what's the return? You, you eat half the salary and get, what, a sixth-round pick or future consideration? Yeah, I think he That's stays here the whole uh, – yeah, I'm not, I think he no. stays here the whole year. If, and, um, and Luke Richardson – he's Luke Richardson's guy. Like, Luke Richardson was, was outspoken in an interview saying that he really liked what Corey Perry did with the younger players in Montreal when he was in Montreal. Okay, so I think I mean, that's what he was brought in that. for. It's possible. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, I think it's certainly possible. But if someone wants him, he's out of here. They're going to trade him. Yeah, I mean, especially if he's got like some, you know, decent numbers. Like if he's got ten or twelve goals or whatever it is by that time. I mean, you flip him. I mean, you. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be just Perry though. In like the deal, I w- I could see like Perry and like um, classic like them. Yeah, somebody like that going in a deal, so you get a better return. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't. I, don't, I think there's going to have to be some, you know, salary retention. Maybe throw in a prospect. I mean, there's going to be some maneuvering for sure. So, I mean, well, Vlasic, speaking, even, speaking of Corey Perry, anyone see the interview with him where they told him ten was not an option for him? <laughs> they told him number ten, he couldn't have it. Oh, that's what he said. He said, yeah, well, I had 94, you know, in junior, you know, and, uh, you know, I, they, they told me I couldn't have number 10. So 94 is great. Well, they're going to put Tony Amante's number up in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> Tony and Patrick Sharp split it. Thank you two guys. Well, let's give three fourths to Tony Amante because he's three fourths the size, three fourths bigger than what he used to be. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Over the line! Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. Oh, I stir up masses, apparently, with that one. Big article, Scott Powers. We're going to go to the gatekeeper on Arvid Soderblom. The goalie of the future, yes or no? We need to calm down a little bit. I mean, he looks pretty good, and especially for a young goalie. I think he's only like 24, 23, 24, something like that. And he's already got NHL experience, and he looked okay. I mean, I like what I see out of him. Do I think he's the goalie of the future? Nah, probably not. Uh, I think he's better than Kevin Lankinen. I think he was better than Colin Delia. Yes, I do. Oh, that's um, I think he's better Actually. than, pro- he's probably better than Peter Mrazek in the long run. But, um, yeah, you know, I think he might be a good backup or a 1B, 1A kind of guy, uh, you know, behind Camesso or, or something like that. Or yeah. he could basically, uh, Whole, you know, open the bench door until 
uh, Gagin comes around, Adam Gagin comes around and, or, or, or someone like that. But I don't, you know, I think he's okay. He's big. He's got good size. He's got good ability. He's got good reflexes. Um, I wasn't super happy with all his rebound control, but, um, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of help either. So I just, you know, let's, let's not get over. Honestly, I think, uh, Jackson Stauber is probably the goal attender of the future. <laughs> I was going to say, what about Dominic Bass? Or whatever his I, name is. I couldn't even say that oh, with yeah, a straight Dominic face. Bass. Sorry. Where did Don, he was at Colorado College. Didn't he transfer? I don't know. Who knows? He went somewhere. I, but uh, that was a joke, really by the way. I know I'm sorry, go ahead, Gabe. No, I would say that was a joke, by the way. I do not think Jackson yes, Stauber is the goal of the future. I am kidding. No. No, I'm really – I am hoping – I know we are a couple years away from this, but I'm hoping that this Camesso thing really works out. Um, he certainly has the skill set, and, you know, it's it's hard. It's so hard with goalies because you're like, ooh, I really hope this one that we picked is the guy. And that's why I like that they picked Gagin afterwards. But I do too. You know, I And think, they take longer to develop. Like, goalies yeah. don't – like, um, what's his uh, – the, the goalie for the Dallas Stars, how long was he uh, – like Another BU. Another yeah, BU how long did he – yeah, how long did he take to develop? Like, I don't he took know. Several years. The Corey Crawford took how many years to develop? Like it, goalies right. take time. Goalies are a lot like quarterbacks. You need to just like take one every year in the draft. Even if you have one, you take one like in the middle of later rounds. And even if you develop them, become something decent, you could flip them for something. You know, yep. it's yeah. like you just keep taking them and build that pipeline of them. Yep. Yeah, and they they had nothing up until like two years ago. So right. like, yeah. now that they have a couple right. in there with Camesso and Gagin, mm-hmm. and you have Soderblom, Soder you have Jackson Starver, and you have Dominic Bassey, and you you've and got some State. options. He's at Saint Cloud State. Yeah, he, he, you were right, Andy. He transferred from Colorado. He, he did College. transfer. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, but I don't. I, I there, there's going to be a lot of a lot of pucks going over the goal line in Chicago in the home team's end this year, one way or the other. Um, For sure. Yep. All part of development and uh, Seth or probably taking too many chances. And I think they stressed that the other day in practice or in the scrimmage. I think I thought I read some, a tweet from Pope or Charlie, Charlie saying that he needs um, to play defense. Well, that Richardson had stressed that if, Seth, uh, Seth Orr is caught below the opposing goal line that forwards have to rotate back to cover his spot. Well, I mean, that's hockey. That's what For you sure, do in hockey. But, <laughs> that's sure, that's but how many you times teach that little kids. Those. How many times did we yeah. see that last year where it didn't happen what? in years past? I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, that's basic hockey. They teach that to squirts and bringing up squirts again. <laughs> they teach that to squirts and mites to cover for mites. like that's that is a basic hockey thing so like for them to be trying to figure that out at the pro level jesus christ come on man well that's cool patrick kane he looks pretty good in his workouts hey sign him barstool chief <laughs> sign him barstool chief bring him back to chicago convince everybody you know something about hockey come on keep trying keep tweeting maybe uh, one will make sense maybe you'll win the lottery one day <laughs> He's got a show. Him and uh, what's his name do a show on ESPN One Thousand. I don't want to hear about him. Anyway, Patrick. How, Kane. how old is Patrick Kane? Is he thirty-five? Thirty-five. 
Coming off hip surgery? Yeah. I don't know what. Well, anyway, any other uh, any other burning topics uh, y'all want to cover tonight? Talk for a little bit, giving some fans some ammo to think about heading into tomorrow night's scrimmage. We'll certainly have a lot more to talk about in a week. Send us Uh, in a question. Send us in a topic. I do think, by the way, I am looking forward to uh, to seeing Wyatt Kaiser. I want to see how he develops. You know, I've seen and heard some nice things about him and his, you know. Um, you know, his defensive positioning and all that, like, you know, okay, you did that in a scrimmage, you did that in a practice, you did, you know, I want to see it in a game. So. Yep. 100%. No, he's definitely someone I'm, I'm curious about too. And I don't know, hard not to root for all these guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like what we talked about in the last show, kind of that uh, defenseman carousel effect with, uh, with Rockford where you're giving guys a lot of looks and taking time to develop them. I think that that's the best, best play. Mm-hmm. Eric, any other prospects that we haven't talked about that you think we should be paying more attention to? Lard ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Not, not right now, as far as guys that would really have notable implications for the Blackhawks this year. I mean, I guess we talked about Cole Gutman a little bit last, last time, but um, I mean, he's, he's more a depth guy. So, Right. Yeah, as far as guys to really be watching this year, I, I don't think there's anybody else. One one topic, this is kind of totally changing gears, but um, something that'll be fun to watch this year, not related to the NHL, is uh, we've, we've talked about BU a few times already tonight, but uh, the news today that Cole Eiserman is going to end up going to BU this year and yeah, playing alongside of, uh, of Macklin Celebrini. Okay. So having the, the top two prospects on the same team will be pretty fun to watch. That's... Mm-hmm going to be insane it's gonna be like michigan was last year yeah i mean it's i mean they have so many early draft picks on that roster right now it's crazy will anders going not um, good news for my Minutemen. no they're gonna get fucking smoked hey f word f word careful that guy needs to chill out so and they've got green blackhawk prospect green second round pick He's in that mix. He's a pretty good center. Obviously, Lane Hudson, maybe college hockey's best overall player right now. So, Boston University Terriers. It's one of those you better win it this year. You're certainly stacking the deck. Mm-hmm. So, but that'll that'll be uh, cool to see. And hey, who knows? Maybe one of those two kids, the Blackhawks might. They're not going to be that good this year. They might be in the lottery again. So, pay attention, folks. Bedard might have some help. We'll see. You never know. And if Lardass works out, we can go acquire Adam Cracknell too. Sorry, I'm gonna make toilet jokes all day. Yeah. What about Colton Doc? What do we think about Colton Doc? Yeah. Eric, what do you think of Colton Doc? You liked him. You mentioned him last week. Yeah, I mean, I think for the context of where he's at in his development, he looks good, but he's not an NHL player. I mean, yeah, he needs he needs yeah. at least a year or two in Rockford for sure. I agree. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, he, he could be a guy that if you have a lot of guys that get hurt, maybe you want to give him a look and see how he looks against NHL competition. But, I mean, that would just be in a pinch, like I said. So, I mean, yeah, he, he's going to be full-time in Rockford this year at the very least for yeah. sure. You know what's a name we haven't brought up that kind of intrigues me in in, in a weird way is is Radish. 
because <clears throat> isn't he an RFA at the end of the year? He's That's coming right. off a 20 goal yeah. season. Like, yeah. what does he do now for in sort of his contract year? You know, do the Hawks try to flip him also? He's another yes. guy that they should. If he's approaching me. 20 goals, if he's, yeah, if he's on pace for 20, you flip him. You Absolutely. Get get whatever you can. Absolutely. And it's like, where, where's he going to play? I mean, I would play him probably maybe alongside um, Reichel. I don't know. Probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, Reichel, I don't know. That, that line Reichel's playing on tomorrow night, that can't possibly happen for him for this season. That's just, I. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's very likely that he might not even play center. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, no, but that's a, that's a good name. That's a good flip. We talked about Tyler Johnson, you know, being another one that, you know, could be a playoff boost for someone else. So there's still opportunities to pick up some spare parts. It might not be as much fun as it was the last two years when they were able to, to trade parts and, and trade assets for some, some really good draft picks in the first and second round, but there's still, still some cool things. They got a whole bunch on this roster that's just taking up space. Like uh, yeah. Boris Kachuk, he's still here. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. he was, he was a real hockey trade, according to uh, Uncle Al. There, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Got to make more hockey trades. But there's, there's guys like we haven't even like really talked about or even thought about Brett Sini, uh, Michael Tepley, yeah. Ryder Ralston, like Ryder Ralston. Guys. He looked, and Eric touched on it. He looked like he was flying around during the. Um, the prospect game or tournament. Paul Ludwinski. We, I mean, you've heard his name being thrown around. Gavin Hayes. Uh, Mike Hardman still, still around. Cole still Gutman. David Gust. Like, yeah. there's a lot of names on here. Well, uh, you know, Rockford will have a good team. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, I, I guess allegedly. Yeah. Well, allegedly. They were supposed to have one last year and what happened? Right. But at least there there will be some guys with like NHL experience from the last two years playing in Rockford that will hopefully help out some of the younger players. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I'm I mean, they to... stocked up last year. They had Clendenning and they had all these guys <laughs> that they brought in. They brought in all these AHL like veterans because yeah. they were going to load up for a big championship run to let the kids experience, you know, a long championship run. And what happened? They were like out in the first round. <laughs> Well, you need you needed a lot of NHL like more NHL guys like when they did it, loaded up with Jeremy Colleton and made that run in the playoffs and then gave him the head coaching job. Yeah, Adam Clendenning is still playing hockey. Wow, he is. He, he signed with Rangers on a trial. Rangers, yeah, yeah, PTO. Yeah. Wow, good for him. I think Brandon Peary finally hung it up though, right? Did he? he did. Yeah. <laughs> One last game, baby. Who's going? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do a trio. One last lap. They're going to do Peary, Clendenning, and Everett Santa Pass. Yeah. Because you call that one last lap. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Just some random guy from the 80s or early 90s. You know, Dean McCammond. Dean McCammond. They throw them in there. Adam okay. Two episodes in a row we've brought up Dean McCammond. <laughs> That's right. That's the second one. Adam Monroe. This is the most airtime he's ever gotten. There you go. <laughs> Carl Dykehouse, you're next. We're going to get into you next week. Adam Monroe. Adam Monroe. Yeah. Ty Jones. I remember oh, Ty God. Jones. Yeah. I yeah. know this thing kind of got overlooked, but um, Jeff Greenberg um, was mm. poached out of the Blackhawks front office by the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of unique. Um, he was 
it was he's kind of a unique story because he interviewed for the general manager job. He didn't get it. Uh, he was a baseball assistant GM, but he basically came in and built the Blackhawks analytics system. Um, now he's going to be the general manager of the Detroit Tigers. Eric and I were kind of just texting back and forth on it earlier this week. It's really and cool. I just wonder. Um, <laughs> I wonder if they're going to feel the effects of that, just because. Yes, I know he like was the architect of their analytics system. Which say what you will about analytics and fancy stats and what have you, but I think it's necessary uh, in pro sports. And I think it was smart of the Blackhawks to get um, a baseball guy to do it because baseball is way ahead of hockey in terms of analytics and analyzing and getting stuff down to one number. I'm just curious to know uh, to know if the Hawks will see some effects of it. But I think they also have a very, very like deep department there that he literally built from the ground up. And it's yeah. like there's enough people there that I guess he also felt comfortable that he wasn't just leaving them hanging. It's not like it's a three person department. Like I, I did I read that it's like a hundred people or something? Or is that did I misread read that? It's I didn't possible, read that, but, but it, it, it's it's a lot of people. And they, so there's an annual list that goes around where they um talk about the analytics departments and from like, you know, Blackhawks were like, they had one or two people. And then the next year they had like 10. Hmm. But I mean, like analytics departments aren't that big, honestly, from what I saw on that list, like 10 was a lot. 10 was almost, you know, yeah, the the, Hawks the are tied for, they're tied for the most in the league from the list yeah. that came out this year. Yeah, it's like and I think it's, it's a credit to what the Hawks did with him because Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins asked to interview him, and the Blackhawks said no. Oh, so he must have been doing something right in terms of at least what developing their system. So, guy drafts a lord ass and jumps to Detroit. How the hell could we like him? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, maybe you want to do bass and lard ass together. <laughs> jump to the Detroit Tigers, which might be a bigger lift than anything they're going to do in (laughs) Chicago. So it's true. Mm. I mean, he was around for what a year? Like, no, he, he, uh, he was like two years around for two years. I don't know about that. I mean, Kyle, Kyle was only around for really one year or a year and a half because Stan got fired. So last year was Kyle's first year. And yeah, you know what? Jeff Greenberg was brought in in the summer. Yeah, I think I you're right on that one. They brought him in in the summer because he interviewed for the job that Kyle has. Right. Yes. Yeah. You so he's right. only been around for a year, and it was a year where they were the worst team in the NHL. So let's relax a little bit well, about no, losing but, a guy who's an analyst. You know. Well, but he, they're fine. Still, they're going to be fine. They'll I understand fine. they're going to be Phil. I'm just saying the significance of his loss could be felt years down the road, and he maybe uh, you can you know attack my biases or something, but he was also in era. He, he saw how analytics helped other professional sports teams develop and they're going to compile a data base of every juniors and all the stats. So Kyle Davidson and all the front office will have all that information available at their fingertips, which I yeah. understand Bowman and everyone else. That was a huge critique where Stan Bowman only listened to one scout. So oh, I think it was an outside the of the guy box. Who wasn't even I it was, yeah, I think it was good. <laughs> Yeah, the scout yeah. who really didn't wasn't doing anything. Stan was no, didn't tra- that's why Kyle actually, wasn't actually going to watch players. And yeah, that was that's good, why that good recipe, guys. Yeah, that was awesome. Jeez. But 
you know, there's my soliloquy on that. It was quite lovely. Next yeah, time Sean's, you, Sean's yeah. just in there because he's, he's an ex-Cubs yeah. guy. That's what it is. Yeah. Nah, no, Anyone for the Cubs ever has got to be great. Next, next time do it musically, true. bring a guitar or a harp. I think it would sound that's not true. Omar Fleeta was trash, okay? And so was um, <laughs> so was uh, Jim Hendry. That's not true. So. Jim, Jim Hendry. Hendry. Someone bring yeah, Mike Smith. Go. Oh, we need Jamnov back in the line. Rick Dudley. Dusty Baker is the next. Uh, Man, come on now. Okay, now you're just making stuff up. Now you're just making stuff up. Yeah. Jim, do you think we're Zaytan's bringing anybody? Positive, we're bringing anybody. Like... We're bringing Trent Yawney back. Getting them <laughs> in, the, in the coaching staff. That's what I want. Al we made the playoffs. Alpo. 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 Oh, my God. Alpo. Alpo Suhonen, baby. That was awesome. Hey, he's still coaching in Europe right now. Is he? I, I see it every year. Yeah. His name comes up in some of these European feeds. Yeah. Sweet. Is he in his 70s? I don't know, man. Gay can do uh gay can do a discovery piece on him. An Or <laughs> feature piece. Oh god. Searching for Alpo. That'll be our first one. 30 for 30. The Alpo Suhonan story. Alpo Suhonan, the hockey Mark Trustman. <laughs> I got a good lead, guys. Found Alpo. Think he'll talk to us? What if I told you a hockey mind was named after dog food? <laughs> All right. Well, I think you've heard enough from us tonight, folks. So on that happy note, if you know the whereabouts of Alpo, we're prepared to interview him. And um, anyway, hockey tomorrow. Hockey tomorrow night. Preseason hockey. We'll be back next week where we'll talk about this game and others. And uh, more fun things with regards to the Hawks as they begin to uh, form the team. Trim the roster. Yeah, yep. form the roster. They sent some guy back. I don't even know who it was. What if they trim their lard ass? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, they'll we be losing some Doug Waite. Um, must be some <laughs> Doug Waite. Wow. Oh, oh. Wow, that's... We're really in a bickle there. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? that who, who's the one who had the Daryl Sador and Yuri Letnin? Open Sador and Yuri Letnin in. Who <laughs> <laughs> forgot to do that on ESPN? That was a good one. Anyway. All right. Well, hey, go Hawks. Preseason tomorrow. Let's get a preseason win. And uh, hope some guys stand out. Let's hope for a good surprise. Let's hope there's a couple players that are in there where we go, wow, this kid is good. And, um, and Alex 14 or 410 light. Exactly. What Sean says. And um, hopefully there's uh, some good analytics out there. All right, folks. Have a good night. Take care. And go Hawks.